0: so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from thirty dollars a month to just fifteen dollars a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/slash switch. Forty five dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited, more than forty gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
1: Who are the coolest dudes on the planet? United, United States, States veterans. veterans. What's the coolest sport on the planet? Pro, Pro wrestling. wrestling. And what would be the coolest podcast on the planet? That would be this one. U.S. US Military military Vets. Talking pro wrestling. wrestling. This is the No Shave Man Cave. Two badass disabled vets sharing their love of pro wrestling. Giving you their perspective as fans. Talking about current events and matches. History of titles. And who knows what else. Let's do it. Welcome Welcome to the the No Shave Man Cave. Now your hosts, Ellie Jair and Jay
2: Tilly. Ladies and
1: gentlemen,
3: you have joined Ellie Jair and Jay Tilly
2: here in the No Shave
3: Man Cave.
2: Can you feel it? Can you feel it? Oh, yeah. We are here. For the Monday Night Raw review. What is up,
3: JT? Not a whole lot, man. How are you? I am doing that. Go ahead. No,
2: yeah, I was going to say I'm living that academy life. And uh, life is good. Work is fantastic. Uh, Super happy with the way everything is going. And I tell you, it is so refreshing to hop on and get in the cave. And uh, before we hopped on, we were talking about what's been going on in the cave, you know, to our uh, to our fans and fellow veterans and wrestling fans in Australia and Canada, Singapore. We just joined. We just had a few uh, folks in Pakistan join us. Thank you so, so very much. We're pushing 3000 downloads and man, I am super, super humbled. So I definitely wanted to say thank you. For everybody who's clicking that subscribe on uh TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, you know, following us on wherever you get in your podcast, Spotify, Apple, uh, Stitcher, you name it, uh, super humbled. So keep it up and uh we'll keep doing what we're doing.
3: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh subscribe's a big one. Uh I know people say that all the time, but uh we are asking you please. Subscribe wherever you're listening to us, uh, whether it's you know on Apple Absolutely. or wherever. Keep
2: subscribing, keeping it going. Yeah. And uh we'll keep growing along with with you, the fam.
3: Yeah. As uh as you just said, we're we're growing and improving and changing, uh, which is what uh we're gonna do tonight. We decided to change up the format a little. Uh talking with Jair Bear on the outside. We were, you know, the last few shows we've been doing the the play by play rundown of what the show's been like and there are other podcasts out there that do that and they are way better at it than we are. <laughs> so, I figured now everybody's not, you know, coming on just to hear us recap exactly what happened. Right. Uh, hopefully they're coming on to hear us our opinions, our our thoughts on it, kind of give us some background tell stories like we do in our candid conversations. Yeah. And we felt that doing the rundown was one constraining us a little bit. We were trying to stick to a go through the show, talk about every match. And it it was preventing us from going off on a little tangents that we like to do occasionally. So we're scrapping it. We're not going to do that anymore. What we're going to do instead is just kind of give our, uh, our highlights, our low lights, our things worth talking about that weren't good or bad, but things that are worth pointing out uh, throughout the show. And, uh, and then we're going to see where it takes us. If we still go an hour, that's cool. If we go less, that's fine too. We're just uh, evolving and growing as we go. Absolutely.
2: So you know, one of the things I felt like we had to do, we had to hit, we had to hit every little wicket. I was, uh, sort of running through how I felt like the show was going. And if we were taking callers right now, what would that caller that called in that you took
3: their call? What would you want them to ask you? Uh, probably more of my opinion, not what happened. Exactly. Because my thought process is the people that are listening to this or either have already seen the show and are just kind of wanting that water cooler talk to be able yeah. to kind of chit chat with us and, and enjoy the conversation and we'll say something they're like yeah i agree with that or no i don't agree with that mm-hmm. and then hopefully they'll comment on it like uh, i've got it set up now or till these automatically release on twitter as soon as we drop them so be on the lookout for those and hopefully when those drop they'll put something in the comments like oh i just listened and uh, i hate you guys you suck this is what i think instead <laughs> or you know, you guys, you were right on point or even counterpoints. And, and then, you know, as we record more shows, we can start talking more about some of the points we read. And right. if we make mistakes, they call it out. But, uh, I, I, don't think doing the rundown of every show was doing justice because the other people listening are people like we have friends and family who don't watch wrestling right. and they don't want to listen an hour to us to recap a show that they're not interested in. They're interested in some of the BS we throw at them and some of the jokes we sell and yeah. just the, the fun stuff on the ride. And I think that's more of where the entertainment is going to come in. And I think more of uh, our target audience and what we want to accomplish is going to be.
2: Yeah. More of a personality will come out too. So uh, yeah, both exactly. of us, you know, funny, I could pick an antidote out uh, with every match. You know, one of the things we talked about was, you know, where were you the first time you saw, you know, Cody Rhodes wrestle or where, you know, who had the best figure four or. Um, and, oh yeah, I was deployed when, you know, I saw this guy break his leg or, you know, I was in boot camp when I found out that, uh, this, this individual had dropped the title because my drill instructor was a wrestling fan too. I knew you were a wrestling fan there in body, so, <laughs> but, uh, no, man, I'm, I'm happy with the, the change. I think it was good. Great discussion too. And the fact that, you know, just like all of us that are listening, you've got a buddy or two. That you just, you know, shoot the breeze with, talk wrestling, talk bourbon, talk barbecue. That's you know Jay Tilly and I, and uh, you know we sprinkle in some work when we're at work too. But it's uh, good to be here in the cave, man. And uh, I thought it was a, I thought it was a really good show. I thought it was fun. Um, Loved the humor that was sprinkled in, and uh, I feel like I want to be a uh, Maxim model. And, uh, <laughs> and what are they going to call them? The alpha alpha models or something, you know? So, but it was a funny show. I, I, I enjoyed it looking forward to, uh, hearing what you thought about it.
3: Yeah, I, it was a decent show. Uh, I am really trying <laughs> the WWE stuff, man. I watched it. it. It's a little harder for me to get into and watch it as, as yeah. enjoyable as you do. But I tried, I, I watched it. Uh, I do have some high spots, probably not as good as some of the, probably not as many as you had, I'm guessing, but it was it was passable. <laughs> I won't say that. I, I actually like, and our final rating is probably a little higher than than they have been. But it's funny because I was watching it, and I had it down on downstairs, and and Amy was watching with me, and even she's like, "This is a lot different than that other show you watch." And I'm like, "Yes, it is." Yeah. And she's she's like, "This is more. How does she put it? More of a uh, teen drama and." scripted program than what she's used to me watching because she's seen me watch a lot of AEW and I'm like oh that is a great comparison and I I agree with her like I feel like WWE is very scripted and oh poor reality show that's what she said a scripted reality show and I was like oh that's a pretty good point like it does feel that way at points like there were a couple things that were very cringeworthy to me I'm like (laughs) oh this is rough yeah, But uh, overall, enjoyment-wise, it wasn't bad. I enjoyed it. Uh, I have a feeling you're the high guy on it, but that's all right. We're allowed to have different opinions on it, and that's fine.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm, I I was watching it, and I'm trying to find the... Uh, I took a bunch of notes for next week um, on what the card is going to look like. And you can feel the, the energy building toward WrestleMania. And I think that's, that's part of why I was really feeling the show, because... Now they're going to start tying in Fridays and or Mondays and Fridays. They are going to start tying in some of the stuff that we're hearing, what's going on, on some of the, um, some of the live shows. And I, I just think it's going to be, it's, I, I think we're going to continue to see some fun, especially when they get to some of those bigger cities where some of the, the superstars are from.
3: Okay. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> I, Yeah, we'll see. Like I said, I I mean, I I can go through some of the, some of the things that I thought were pretty highlighted. Um, and I kind of went in order of the show and kind of upped and down some stuff, uh, based on what I liked the, uh, you know, it opened up with the the Usos taking control and I watched that and I was, the match was good. It was a good match, except I feel like I've seen that pairing of the Usos and the street profits probably 15 times. I feel like, and I don't even watch WWE as religiously as you. So, uh, of course, they're going to put on a good match. And, and of course, but if you put the, not to compare AEW, which I said I was going to try not to do, but if you put the Young Bucks in there with FTR 15 to 20 times, those matches are going to even get boring. Right. So I just felt like it wasn't anything new. Granted, Sokoa was in there and it wasn't Jay. So a little twist on the, on the dynamics there. But overall, it was a decent match. Uh, I did like the little run in with ko at the end because it did tie into some storytelling because you do have the street profits which are friends with ko in the uh backstage long-term storytelling part yeah and i like the detail of the black hoodie i'm sorry i know it's probably cheesy and nothing to it but it was very interesting that he had the black hoodie on which is what sammy's been wearing when he's been sneaking through the crowd and although
2: it, it may be nothing but i i think the fact that we mention it and go wait a minute a man's got a black hoodie on. Old boy's got a hoodie on. Are we? Are they sprinkling something in? Um, so yeah, good. I'm glad you caught that. I was I was wondering if there were if you were going to ke- catch that connection.
3: Yeah, I did. But the only thing that destroyed it for me was later on in the night when you got Gargano uh, and his match with Otis. Dexter Lewis shows up with a black hoodie on. So it was like, oh, well, wait a minute. Maybe it was just coincidental. Okay. So. I don't think so. I think I think the Sammy KO thing is intentional. Mm-hmm. I think the fact that Dexter had it on is just because that's always what he does. But maybe they should have thought that through a little more, in my right. opinion, because it did make me go, oh, well, maybe it was just nothing. So I, I did think that was interesting. I was like, wait, is Dexter Loomis joining? Which I know he's not, but it was just, he's like, oh, he's got a black hoodie on, too.
2: <laughs> yeah, maybe have him rock a Gargano or wear one of his own right. um, Own branded hoodies or something and uh, yeah that's personally i that's that's another good uh, another good connection that you know we could uh if it was another company there might be something to it right where you would see all of a sudden a year later like how the trial of Sami Zayn, you would see yeah. oh well you know all along it's been dexter loomis who was the the leader of the bloodline and here and you'd be like what <laughs> so,
3: yeah. yeah god i hope not i mean i just not to skip too far ahead on the show but i mm-hmm. really want to see gargano get away from that whole loomis thing like he did so good in Elim- elimination chamber yeah and uh, the goofiness in the backstage you know talking about otis wanting his match and everything was was fine i'm just i'm ready for him to move on that being said him versus Finn Balor next week, I am 100% on board for that match.
2: Yeah. That's, oh that's,
3: my gosh. That's another one of those dream matches. So WWE is doing what AEW does with these dream match pop-ups like Cody and Chad Gable, which was another one of my absolute highlights for this show. Yeah. Um, but they're doing these, Hey, we're going to match these two people. And you're like, yes, yes, please. I want to see that. Cause Gargano and Finn Balor, I think is going to be great. And I think, it's going to lead to, my guess, is Priest and Gargano at WrestleMania
1: huh.
3: um, because Priest is the only one not doing anything for WrestleMania right now. So, hey, why not give him Gargano? That'd be a hell of a match. They had good chemistry and interaction in the Elimination chamber. They, they, the big man thrown around and Gargano's ability to wrestle uh, and bump and feed was great. So, huh. I think, um, yeah, I think that'd be a good one.
2: Yeah, that'd be good because then that could build toward a story with you know if, if it's Cena versus Austin, you've got to assume I know Spell assume makes an ass out of you and me that Austin Theory leaves with the United States title, but I mean you could get the ultimate swerve and Cena comes in and says the champ is here. But having Austin and Gargano go into <laughs> a program, that would be fun. Um, I think I think Gargano in, in the chase would be good. But once he gets the title, then that's that's probably where um creative is really gonna have to step in. Maybe that's when um when the black heart comes back from injury and yeah. they have uh, you know they continue a story or maybe they reassemble DIY and go after the tag team titles or something. I yeah I
3: don't know but yeah. The, the thing the thing is if they if they did that, if they get Gargano the US title he can continue to do those open challenges. And then you've got dream matches every week. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, we've got Gargano versus Seth Rollins. Gargano versus, you know, people on the roster. Yeah. And Braun Breaker steps up. Like, you can do a lot oh, of people with Gargano. Man. And yeah, I think fun. he's one of those guys in the ring that makes anybody in the ring with him look really good. Yeah. So that'd that be would be one. That'd be one way you could go with him. Him and Gable. Oh, my be, gosh. Forget I think Gable against
2: anyone... You know, he's just a more compact Kurt um, Angle. And, you know, I'm so glad he's not shorty G anymore. And yep. uh, he's really showing what he can do that, that, uh, you know, that uh, backflip he did off the top rope, just so smooth. Well, as soon to, as. Until he crashed,
3: but. <laughs> yeah. <As laughs> oh no, soon he landed as, that one. Yeah, he landed, yeah, one, he landed. So. it. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as WWE popped that uh Twitter up that it was going to be Cody and Gable. I like, oh my God, like one of those matches that I've always like, oh, that'd be a good match. And then when it was reality, I'm like, "Yeah, holy crap, that's going to be good. And that led into probably the, the second thing on my list that I have is like a good that actually the last thing on my list that I have is a good for the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as like, oh my gosh, I really want to talk about was that Cody Chad Gable match. Oh my gosh. Probably one of the best WWE Raw matches I think I've seen. Yep. And <laughs> uh, it was so good. The top, uh, in the very beginning when they do the inverted superplex,
1: mm.
3: I don't think I've ever seen I've, that. I'm sure Cody's done it before, but I don't remember it or I don't remember it looking as strong. Yeah. And so, oh man, yeah. that snap on that. Uh, I was just like, how did he not break his neck?
2: The, that, that, the last time I saw that, I think I was 12 years old, 11 years old, maybe. And I had just made a wrestling ring and I had my figures and I did it with, uh, <laughs> <laughs> with my figures, I've never seen that in real life. yeah so kudos to uh to Cody and gable um I tweeted that last night that was absolutely you know that's up there with um live live doing um the monkey flip off the uh off the top rope and yep. slamming down raquel rodriguez, which was my highlight of the women's elimination chamber besides um Oscar winning it that was that whole match was awesome the 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 reverse, the backflip by Gable, um, the the final crossroads oh. by uh, Cody, where he spiked and, him and he was completely vertical. Yeah, Everything and the Cody was so cutter smooth. was
3: sharp. Yes, that Cody yeah. cutter was that had some snap on it. It was great, and yeah, the whole match, man. The the story of the match where he goes after his knee, yeah, and. You know, Cody goes for like the disaster kick and like doesn't really spring off as much as he usually does. Yeah, uh, and then he goes for that second one and Gable catches him and does that German suplex. Right. I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing!
2: Yeah. I, I rewound twice for that. I was like, wait, 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 what? He's still alive. Yeah,
3: I, I've I've watched that match I think four times already, <laughs> and that's probably why it took me so long to get through Raw because I watched it last night live. Then I think I backed it up and watched it again live, or like mm-hmm. you know rewound it on the DVR then when I watched it today to kind of take some notes, I watched that match and I'm like, damn, I want to see it again. I watched the match again. Yeah, that it was so good for a TV show or for a TV match. That was fantastic. Yep. The, the other spot that sticks out my head is that he has him up in a backslide. It looks like, and I don't know how cable oh. does it. He maneuvers him. And next thing you know, he's like got him hung over his shoulder, like a sack of potatoes and then flips that into a DDT. I was like, what the hell just happened? Yeah, and then and Corey I'm...
2: Graves drops a name like, yeah, it's always been a move. I'm like, wait a minute. what are, what are you talking about? a hangman DDT? I've never even yeah, like, so kudos to uh, Corey Graves and his ad lib skills. i uh, I absolutely enjoy his uh, podcasts and this is a funny funny little shout out to uh, one of our guys, Josh Hansen. Uh, Corey Graves is from Pittsburgh. He's probably uh, the best thing that ever came from Pittsburgh. Uh, Josh is a uh, Pittsburgh Steelers fan and believes that uh, their, their quarterback has ice in his veins. Allegedly. So mm-hmm. no, it was uh, Corey Graves was great. Just, yeah, that, that was, uh, I'm, I'm glad you, uh, enjoyed that. You know, if that's the highlight of everybody's, uh, Monday night, I think they could go home, you know, recently I mean, happy.
3: Yeah. I mean that, that, well, I mean, we'll see what Rampage does coming coming out, and we'll see what SmackDown does. But that really is going to be a hard match to beat. Yeah. Uh, going forward, because that that match was great story throughout it with, and I don't I don't remember how much time they had since we're not doing the detailed notes like we had been doing. I didn't take the time down, but I'm sure yeah. they had probably ten minutes, maybe a little less. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it didn't feel like it, and it was a sprint, and I absolutely enjoyed that match.
2: Yeah, it was good. And then you know, and then uh, Cody and. I, noted that I noticed this, a couple of the wrestlers after their matches, uh, Lashley took the microphone, Cody took the microphone after the match, and that's, that's relatively new, but Cody's like, hey, so I hear uh, the, the undisputed universal champion is going to be on, on uh, SmackDown. Oh, that's good, because me too, and I'm like, dude, and yeah. I'm, you know, I don't want him to get physical I don't want them to touch. I don't even really want them to be too close because you're going to be able to see the physical difference in them. Because Cody is uh, probably a couple inches shorter and and close to probably 30, 40 pounds lighter than Roman. So I I don't want the the aesthetic of the match like it was for how Rhea and Charlotte were so different because Charlotte had the high heels on. I like the sort of the lore of the match that it seems like, you know, Cody is larger than life with the persona and the, the garb and the entrance. Um, he's e- maybe not equal to Roman, but if you see him side by side there, there there's going to be a physical difference.
3: Yeah. I don't mind that as much. Cause then you get the story of Cody being the smaller and almost the underdog, but I see what you mean too. Uh,
2: the underdog yeah. part is a good, I mean, that is a good point. Cause you're, the chase isn't necessarily as long for Cody. Um, granted, this has been going on a year, but he was out for you know right. seven months and some change, and he just did a few minutes and it, not just, but he did some time in the uh, the men's battle royal to uh, you know come out on top. But yeah, I'm 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 down for it. Super excited for uh, night two, the main event, and um, yeah, it was it was it was fun. Good crowd, uh,
3: Michigan you know, brought it and
2: he, uh, they, they really, really gave him a a good showing.
3: I, yeah, that was definitely a highlight of the night for me. And I think Corey Graves said on, on commentary that Cody said he wants to wrestle every week now. So now I'm just like, man, are they going to pop a dream match every week? Cause there's a couple more out there that I'd love to see Gargano and Cody go at it. I'd love to see Cody go at it with, um, you know, KO, which I don't think so because he's in the bloodline storyline, but mm-hmm. you could see uh, you know, when AJ Styles comes back, like that'll be a good like there's definitely some matches uh in that locker. mens not Mansoor. uh uh not not the guy that uh I'm driving it's gonna drive me nuts. The one that beat Dolph Ziggler last week. Uh Mustafa oh, Ali. Mustafa, yeah. Him and Cody would probably be a hell of a match too. Yeah, that would be great. Ricochet. Good, uh, I mean, there oh, are some man. people that yeah, would Ricochet. come out
2: ricochet with gargano would be awesome oh uh, yeah we you know we got to see that a few times with the black and gold brand of nxt yep uh, ricochet and cody would be an absolute burner um yeah so it'll be it'll be interesting how they you know they want to build up the credibility of cody but you know hopefully he won't get hurt uh, he was extremely durable up until the injury i think he had one other injury before AEW launched, he hurt his knee. So, I mean, he's, you know, he's been holding it down. So I'd like there to be uh, sort of something sprinkled in where the Miz and Cody would have something just because I think the Miz is entertaining. And, um, you know, him and Seth, I think, are both Teflon. So it wouldn't wouldn't necessarily matter uh, win or lose, not the match itself would matter. But with Miz being the host... Cody being the main event of night two, uh, somehow Cody having you know something, you know something sprinkled in there. I'd like Cody to stay away from like Gunther, La Knight, Elias, uh, some of those guys that you know would. Uh, yeah, all three
3: of those would be great matches, though. I know,
2: yeah, I know. Like after
3: he wins the title,
2: because you want to see, you want to see how this is going to play out. Elias and Thick Rip. Um, You want to see what's going to happen with Gunther, uh, McIntyre, and Sheamus. But yeah, it's.
3: uh, Sheamus and Cody. Oh, dude. Let's just say Cody with anybody. I think. And and it's funny because I can't tell you the last (coughs) time I looked at the WWE roster and went, man, there's a dream match there. Mm -hmm. Usually it's been like, I've seen it, I've seen it. But I guess that fresh blood. Yeah. And, you know, with the rumors going around about Kenny Omega entertaining the idea of going to WWE. Uh, personally, I don't think he will. But if he did, that's a whole other set of dream matches, and it'd be interesting. I would crush me as an AEW fan, but AEW would go on. I think somebody tweeted recently that they'd like to see it double or nothing. Uh, they did a double nothing graphic, and it was uh, Omega and the Young Bucks versus FTR and CM Punk. And I retweeted it and said, yeah, but what if this is at SummerSlam? And it was like, oh, what? And I'm like, "Man, hey, it could be. Like, there's no reason it couldn't yeah. be. So... I think uh, if it were to happen that way, Tony Khan is in a lot of trouble because that's a lot of big names he's given yeah. over to WWE right away.
2: Yeah, and he'd have to uh, quickly, you know, build up the pillars. Guevara would have to get some credibility. Yeah, probably have to switch from, from heel to face. Darby Allin would have to break from Sting and quickly, you know, ascend. Maybe not abandon the Samoa Joe thing, but... You know, keep the uh, Ring of Honor and and AEW thing apart to uh, to build them up, get Wardlow some heat, and you know because wherever Kenny goes, I think the Bucks are going to go. So I would agree. Like, which you know, I think. Look what happened with Ring of Honor when all of them, you know, when all of them left,
3: and you know, here we are with AEW. So yeah, um, yeah, exactly. And, and if if Omega went to WWE. That would be a huge hit. That would be like Roman Reigns going to AEW. Ugh. In my opinion, that's yeah. their biggest, one of their biggest stars, if not their yeah. biggest, arguably their biggest uh, jumping ship. Um, wow. But I mean, Cody yeah. just did it. So Cody was one of their biggest stars. They survived. Uh, it, it would be cool. But yeah, so those are those are the two highlights I had for the night. Those are the two yeah. things I wanted to, uh, as far as good things to talk about. I've got a couple of things that I absolutely hated and thought were stupid and dumb, um, and then a couple of things that are probably worth mentioning. That, uh, well, one that was probably worth mentioning that uh, I kind of it entertained me, but it wasn't like, oh, that was awesome. Was the Brock Lesnar MVP thing? <laughs> yeah, uh, I got a kick out of it. I thought it was fun, uh, but you know, I felt very. It was just very WWE. Mm-hmm. And I think that was the part. Of Amy was like, "This feels like a really bad scripted reality yeah. show."
2: Yeah, that's the variety show piece that Bully's always talking about on uh, Busted Open, where you know the suspended belief goes in and out during the show because you know they have three hours to fill. When Lesnar hit MVP with the F five, I half expected someone to come out. Yep, that didn't happen, so I was I was like, okay, well that happened. I think that whole thing. Came completely off the rails because Lesnar didn't follow the script because MVP was supposed to be in the ring already because he was the host of the of the lounge or whatever it was. Yeah. So that that seemed kind of disjointed, you know. I, I just that that was uh, kind of interesting. One of the things that I really enjoyed was the match um, with Jay uh, Solo uh, Montez and. The Street Profits. I enjoyed that but then as I watched you could I I was feeling like something was about to happen and Montez was about to, to flip and become a heel mm. and I was like well they're not going to do that during this match because that's not part of the storyline but then when they left old boy in the ring to get uh, get his clock cleaned I was like man so uh, you know you can sort of, sort of see that evolving but montez looked great in the ring the fluid uh communication with jimmy and solo was was interesting but yeah like you said that the the highlight for me was absolutely cody and gable that was just so much fun
3: yeah it was it was it was definitely uh, the highlight of the show so what what other highlights did you have because uh before we started recording or even in the beginning of this you talked about how you really enjoyed it so you must have enjoyed more than those two segments because uh, you just sounded more hyped about it than I did. Yeah, I really I,
2: enjoyed. The, I enjoyed the crowd. I pay a lot more attention to the crowd than I used to. Um, See, and I know, thought the
3: crowd was dead. The, I thought they were really quiet through most of it. I, you know, the, there were posters
2: which I'm not used to seeing in yeah. in the crowd. Um, when Seth came out to uh, sit with the Miz. You know, and he referenced his red boots. He referenced, you know, stomping them, uh, talking about being a B-hole. I'm not, I'm not a B. I'm an A-lister. Oh, so you're telling me you're an A-hole? And right there, I was like, oh, my God, is Vince sitting in Gorilla right now? Yeah. And I, I paused. I got up. I walked around my little, my little Chihuahua, Cali Mocho was uh, sitting there, and she was just, like, smacking. She was just licking her lips like she was nervous, too, because uh, if Vince has the pencil right now, and um, I was thinking during that part and during when uh, Lesnar and Almost were announced, I was like, okay, so they just want some big man meat slapping... And never mind what the fan wants. Never mind where the story was going with Lesnar, and we're just going to go with these big comical um, wrestlers like back in the day with with the Giant and um, like just some of the other ones with uh, Akeem, the African Dream, when they dressed yep. one man gang up. I was like, come on, man. So I was, you know, moderately concerned, but the action was really good. Uh, the response to um Seth having the phone, I thought that was funny, and uh yeah. Paul accepting the uh accepting the invite to be on now in my mind i'm like okay they're not gonna touch, but how awesome would it be to uh to have a someone have a match with Paul and you know let it be ricochet. well ricochets Friday night so I mean that that probably won't happen but that you know there's a lot of fun to be had with uh, with him. Heyman, of course, anytime he talks was uh, was really good on the heels of Cody announcing that he was going, you know is he going to confront Roman or is, uh, is he going to be confronted by Roman? and I, I was like, wow that was that was a cool spin nice job. And then the other thing I was sitting and I enjoyed was Trish Stratus coming out. And I, I think it's because of what happened with Sammy and uh, what almost happened with Jay on TV. I just feel like everyone is about to turn on someone. <laughs> and the way Trish was dressed, she was darker than she normally, does, uh, normally is. I thought she was about to turn on Lita. And uh, cost them the tag team titles, and then somehow set up a three way match, and that would get her, get her on the card for uh, WrestleMania. Which I think it'll be Bailey and Trish in a match at WrestleMania, and then you'll have uh, Rhonda and Shayna against Lita and Becky for the tag team titles, and that that'll that'll sort of sum up Monday night or night one of WrestleMania. Uh, night two will open what I think will be Bianca Belair and Asuka would be an awesome match to uh, open the night. So, yeah, um, I love Corey Graves. I thought was on point all night. Um, that was the other thing that uh, that I was that I was really vibing with. And um, yeah, so all in all, I really I just I felt the flow of the show um, was was good the backstage the backstage stuff was connecting you saw you know the main event at the start in the middle and at the end and the advancing of the bloodline kevin owens coming out and uh looking really strong not getting touched and being able to talk a little bit of smack along the way and then setting up for uh Friday night you're gonna have um Roman Reigns will be on the show Cody Rhodes will be there and then you've got Rhea Ripley against Liv Morgan. And then you'll see uh, Tegan Knox and Natalia. And I love Tegan. I think she has a very, very bright future as long as she can stay healthy. And then versus uh, Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. I think I think that's going to be a fun show on, on Friday night.
3: Yeah, I, I agree. <clears throat> Excuse me, I agree. I'm going I'm to pick apart some of your stuff there real quick. <laughs> so you talked about the uh, – uh, Trish Stratus coming out Uh, and this is where I went to what the hell's wrong with the crowd is she didn't even get a pop like she came out of the ring and it was just dead silence like almost like they didn't know who she was I thought that was really disappointing I thought they missed the boat not having her come out in Canada
2: yeah uh, and giving
3: her that pop at home because they absolutely blew that and then that match in general was other than Becky well let me how to politely say this if they're going to put Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey against Becky and Lita, Lita has a lot of work to do. Yeah. Um, I was a huge Lita fan. Always have been a huge Lita fan. She looked ring rusty. Uh, her timing was off. Yeah. Her uh, She looked like she wasn't in position a couple times. Uh, most of the match, Becky and the rest of them are calling that moves out to her to tell her where to go and, and what to be. It was rough, and it hurt watching it. I'm like, come on! Like, I know she's better than this.
2: (laughs) Yeah, she Uh, went to hit the
3: twist of fate a couple of times.
2: Yep. Uh, Not twist of fate. The um, her uh, her little her play on uh, the RKO. Yeah. The yeah. The twist of fate. Yeah, it was. uh, It it was obvious that she hadn't done that in a little while. So hopefully, uh, like you said, she just needs to get in there, bump around. Give Beth a call. Jeez.
3: Yeah. Um, Well, and I remember last year when she had the match against Becky, that Becky kind of carried that match. So if they're going to set up Rhonda and Shayna against her and Becky, uh, it worries me somebody's going to get hurt. Yeah. (laughs) Because those two Shonda or Shonda, I guess that's their name. Shayna and Rhonda together, Shonda. (laughs) That's their new tag team name. So Shonda, let it be done. Yep. Done. That's (laughs) it. It's sticking. Just like the tickler up in Georgia, shout out Jared. <laughs> Uh, But yeah, I, I think those those two have come along well. has always been good, but Ronda's come a long way. Ronda's been good too. Yeah, um, but they're stiffer. And if that's the if that's the play they're going with, and they're not going to take the belts off them between now and then, yeah, they got some work to do. Uh, I do believe they're setting up another tag team down the road, which will be Chelsea Green and Carmella. But that leads into a whole another issue I had with the whole women's division. Yeah, is you're supposed to be building Oscar up here. So, Oscar has a really decent match with Carmella, and I used to not like Carmella, but this now that she's back in this run she's on, yeah, she's impressed me. She's done some work in the ring. She must be getting in there with her husband and uh, doing some ring work because she looks good, and she wrestles good. So, it's <laughs> it's been enjoyable, <laughs> but I. My concern, so here, here's getting the pencil out. Here's what I think they're going to do. So they, they had Asuka beat Carmella. Asuka cuts this promo, not a promo, whatever. She uh, calls out uh, Bianca. Bianca comes out. Carmella pushes Asuka into Bianca. They both stare at Carmella. Camara, Camilla, Carmella leaves. They do the backstage segment with Chelsea Green, um, which was pretty decent. Yeah. Um, I, and I think it's it's starting to give this character some direction, but then you had those two partner up. So what we're going to have next week is Bianca versus Carmella. Car, uh, Bianca's probably going to squash Carmella, which now makes Oscar look weaker because oh, she had a hard time. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Then you're going to set up. I and I know this. This is WWE booking, and I will I will ha- I will almost make a wager on this. Then you're going to get Chelsea Green run out to help Carmella, which is going to set up. We'll t- I'll take you on. I'll get a partner. Hey, I bet it's Asuka. It'll be Asuka and Bianca versus Carmella and Chelsea Green. So you got a tag match. And then, it, then either they're going to turn on each other or ones gonna, they're going to do tagging against each other. For, uh, who knows? But that's what they're going to do. Oh. I can I can almost see the booking on the wall. It's going to be Bianca versus Carmella next week, which they've already announced. So I'm not going to take credit for that. But it's eventually going to turn into the tag match of Asuka and Bianca. But to me, Asuka's on this tear. She's building her up like this badass. Uh-huh. What, what she's doing is, is impressive, and I'm almost willing to bet that next week either Bianca squashes Kamala or it's a no contest or something funky is going to happen, whereas it should have been Asuka's just squashing everybody. So that's my only problem I have with that. I, I just feel like, again, it's the problem we talked about. Is like he, nobody seems to be able to book women wrestling very well.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, Asuka came back. She's got a new look. She's super dominant. And she went through the, um, elimination chamber, looked fantastic. She looked good in the, uh, six, uh, woman match before the elimination. And then she, I don't want to say struggled, but didn't, didn't run through Carmella. And how is that going to look now? If Bianca just comes in and squashes, Yep, squashes her. So yeah, definitely, uh, I don't want to say fifty-fifty booking, but it's it's pretty close to that.
3: Yep. No, I mean she may not, and and Carmella may put up a good fight, and we might get a really good match with Bianca and Carmella. I just, yeah, I see what's coming. I, I don't think that's how it's going to go. They're going to try to keep their champ strong. I yeah. do think Oscar should win it. Royal at uh, WrestleMania though. Yeah, I think Oscar should win it. Um, you give Oscar a couple of those dream matches, and then you know Bianca can win it back from her at SummerSlam or something down the road. But yeah. Yeah, I think yep. that
2: would be good. Plus, you could kind of repackage Bianca, give her a little bit of time off. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then Asuka can continue the tear, and then somewhere along the way, Shayna Baszler picks up her first uh, world title against yeah. Asuka, and then That'd be a Shayna, good can, Shayna can go back to being that the Queen of Spades character like she was at NXT.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I, I will... <sighs> I think if they do something with, uh, with Bianca, I like Bianca. She's great in the ring. They need to mm-hmm. work on her mic skills. Uh, she's just a little. Bleh. She's yeah. not Montez. She's not her husband. Oh man, yeah. And, and like that, she he needs to work with her on getting her that. It's almost like she's uncomfortable talking in front of the crowd. Mm-hmm. Like when she was on not commentary but when she was sitting watching the Oscar You're match just last week, there You're just right. sitting there. Like I'd like to hear her talk more. When she gets better at it, because sometimes it's just she sticks with the EST thing and that's it. And yeah. almost like she feels like cornered into that she can only say stuff about EST.
2: Yeah. And so she says like it so her. fast too. You're just like, whoa, okay, you're yep. the EST. Say it a little bit slower. She <laughs> imagine if she worked with Heyman and oh, Montez yep. to uh um Heyman's been working with with um, Rhonda. Rhonda's getting better ronda's selling better and i think yep. she's working you know behind behind the scenes i'm not sure besides tyson kidd and uh shana Baszler who else she's working with but really really impressed with uh with the direction of her of her wrestling and of uh of her mic skills it's not as like short and confusing almost i guess mm. it's a good way to put it so
3: and I, yeah. I'd be curious how much, uh, speaking of Paul Heyman, like how much of his booking inputs is what's driving some of the really good stuff on on WWE right now. Because it just feels like there's two different bookers, which I've said about AEW too. Sometimes I feel like there's two different bookers, but like you've got the bloodline and you've got the Cody stuff, which I guess is all kind of tied into the bloodline. Uh-huh. And you got everything else on the show, which just feels like standard WWE drab booking and i'm like mm-hmm. well, is is hayman kind of handling the bloodline and papa h is doing everything else yeah i just it makes me wonder sometimes like how is the same person booking mm. the this great greatest storyline wwe's probably done in ages yeah but then booking you know 50 50 ish booking with their women's champion or the austin theory stuff um so i don't know and then you talked about ms tv i have that as probably like one of my worst things on the on the night well, I, oh, I thought it was so just contrived and totally like, come on, man. Like nobody's phone is that loud that it echoes through the arena. <laughs> like, like at least, it, like you said, bully says to get us to spend reality, but that was a little much. Yeah. And then the loop is as loud as ever. And then you could tell they were putting Logan Paul on the big screen. Cause if you look behind him, all the fans are watching the big screen. Yeah. So like, oh now we magically, you know, hooked into his phone within minutes. Cause we knew like, come on, that, that part <laughs> annoyed just, me a
2: little bit. He just casted with his phone. I thought it was so corny. Um, you know, kind of fell in line with some of my dad jokes. So I, I, uh, yeah. that's probably it was definitely dad the, jokey. Yeah. It's, I think it's the WWE brain that I have that, <laughs> uh, allowed me to, to enjoy that just enough. So,
3: yep. Well, I mean, but, Maddie, my, yeah. my, uh, my ten-year-old really loved it, so there it is. There you go. <laughs> All right, I'm in line with a ten-year-old. Thank you. <laughs> Actually, sir. I think she even said this is dumb and walked out of the room. But <laughs> yeah, too many. But crayon,
1: they're also too many they're also AEW trained. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah, that's true. Yeah, too many. Uh, yeah, they they're used to sitting ringside at AEW, so yep. that's, that's a that's a uh, tough act
3: to follow. <laughs> I am gonna I am gonna take them to WWE when they come to town. Maybe those pri- man, AEW or WWE prices are so high though. Yeah, it's uh, whew.
2: yeah, we'll we'll, uh, we'll set up a uh, GoFundMe to uh, send a couple <laughs> of disabled vets on a fixed income to a WWE show. And you know, hey, any of the uh, any of our followers, if you happen to know anyone backstage, uh, you know, hey, hook brother up. I uh, you know, I'm down.
3: <laughs> yeah, hey, I would love to do a GoFundMe and take a bunch of disabled vets. Oh man, a show would that be? Get with the Wounded Warrior Project and see about taking my fund or something. Yeah, yeah, that'd be be great. That's something. Something we'll get to eventually uh, if we actually start making money on this. You know, we made ten dollars, so we start making some real money on this and can do that kind of thing. I would absolutely, like I said in our business plan, like I I would love to give back Uh and be able to go, hey A W, we know you're in you know wherever Boston we're going to coordinate with the uh, wooden warriors up there. Can we get, you know, 10 tickets and, yeah. and we're going to get some Wounded warriors or, or, you know, purple heart winners or whoever, whatever the case is and try to get some, uh, some people there, or even if we buy the tickets and just, you know, write them off. Yeah. I think that'd be cool. Like not even ask them, Hey, can we get tickets? Hey, we bought tickets for these people. We're going to be there in yeah. case you guys want to point us out or something. We'll be on, you know, road H or whatever. So, yeah,
2: yeah, that'd be fun. It, uh, get, uh, get a little, little FaceTime during a meet and greet or, you know, while, while uh, recording some of the commercials downtime, Yep. they strategically place kind of like how, uh, like when Becky popped up in the the crowd or, or Charlotte popped up in the crowd, that'd be, that'd be pretty cool.
3: Yeah. I know WWE does a lot. Um, like they'll, they'll usually do, uh, if you go to the, what is it, NWR? Mr. Yeah, MWR. Mm-hmm. MWR. They'll usually do pretty good discount prices for military members. So, cool. It might be something we could look into partnering up down the road. We yeah. can do this. Let's do it. Cool. Any uh, downsides or, or things you want to talk about that you absolutely hated on the show? Now that I kind of vented and picked out my my stuff. Yeah. Um,
2: no, there wasn't anything that I really hated. I think you know I was a little concerned when I saw the almost versus Lesnar. Um, wasn't sure what they were doing with the Piper Niven um, and Pixie match. That was oh, sort yeah. of confusing. They're trying to build Piper, but they're giving Gargano so much face time. And he's talking about his wife constantly. So it was like, again, you're defeating the purpose of you know getting so much camera time. Yeah. And then I'm not even sure what they're doing with Nikki. Her coming down, acting, you know, it's almost like how they did with Mickey James and Trish Stratus years ago. You know, she's got this fondness for uh, the Pixie. I'm not, I'm totally confused by that story. Hopefully that gets unpacked soon. But on a whole, yeah, there wasn't anything that I hated. Uh, I had my WWE brain hat on, so I, I think that's, that's where hey. I was.
3: It's okay to like it, man. I'm not, I don't... I don't... <laughs>
2: I don't look at you any differently. How many beards did you give it? Uh, Four. Four beards. Super. uh, I was really entertained. It advanced the storylines, you know, left you wanting more because it, it, it laid, laid the foundation for what's going to happen on Friday. So everything's connecting. So they're able to continue to build the story with Roman Reigns and Cody Rhodes. Well, that's the main event. You shouldn't have to build it. Well, I mean, you do. And, uh, the commercials, I thought were good. Really looking forward to sitting down and binge watching uh, Rivalries and the, uh, the AES, A&E series of uh, Rivalries and Legends. I think it's going to be fantastic.
3: <laughs> Makes me laugh that you pay so much attention to the commercials. <laughs> I always yeah. just fast forward them. <laughs> like, I don't watch the commercials. And if they're, if I'm watching it live and they're on, I usually like get up and go to the bathroom or I play with my phone. I don't pay any attention to the commercials. Yeah, I'm trying to
2: see how the programming is is working for the show, and maybe because of how I watch AEW because they do so much picture-in-picture. Yeah. Um, and, you know, back when AE, uh, AEW first launched, they would have commercials on Monday Night Raw and uh, Friday Night SmackDown, yep. and I'd just be like,
3: dang,
2: um, never picture-in-picture, but you would see the commercials.
3: Dude, if they did picture picture, <laughs> dude. Um, hey Tony's got the money; he could probably pay for a commercial to do that. Yeah, dude, that would be hilarious. But yeah, Ooh.
2: it's uh, just trying to see how everything's connecting because of how I watch. Uh, what
3: What about you? What did What was? Uh, were it's you funny? The like, Cody the Cody Gable match just came on my TV. Yeah, uh, I'm playing raw time. again. I was like, oh, ah, yeah. I want to wrap this up to watch this again. Yeah, it's such a uh, anyway. Uh, yeah. I gave it three and a half. Uh, th- it was borderline three and three and a half. The, uh, extra half just came because of the Cody, Cody match. That was phenomenal for me. Um, yeah. heck Yeah. I- I'm not going to go up there and say p- match of the year because will Offspray and Omega have Ooh, that for me yes. uh, at the beginning of the year. Yeah. And from what I understand, there's, uh, the Okada, not Okada, the, oh, there was a match just recently on one of the new Japan shows that I have to go watch. That was supposedly really good. But, uh, Yeah, it was three and a half. I'll go three and a half just because if the Cody match was on there, it's probably been a two, two and a half. But that match, uh, well, I'd have gone three. Let's say three if it wasn't for the Cody match because I didn't hate it. I didn't like feel like I was tortured watching it. Yeah, Uh, it was entertaining enough to be good, not great and definitely not awesome, which is five beards to me. Five beards is a perfect, awesome show, Oh man. I Uh, can't wait till we call our first five beard. Yep. I think uh, revolution
2: has the foundation and makings of a of a five bearder And if Matt Cardona shows up at WrestleMania,
3: automatic five beards for you, dude. I'm
2: yeah. I don't think it'll happen, but
3: king nah, I don't a know. King dream, yeah, I don't know, maybe. But cool. So that's uh, four beards for you, three and a half for me. Yes, sir. Uh, look at that, man. We, we still almost went an hour, but I don't feel like uh, we were constrained to. Play by playing it because there is absolutely no way we're as good as Adam Wilborn on What Culture Wrestling. Yeah. Shout out to those guys for 50 million Boom, downloads. With an M. 50 Congrats. million. I tweeted them uh when I saw that. I've tweeted them several times, but I tweeted them recently, uh, when I saw it recently, just recently, I said that uh, you know, what during the pandemic, uh well, I've been listening to them for a long time, but during the pandemic, they helped keep my sanity because I was living alone up in Atlanta and the family was here and it was an eight hour drive and boy, I used to play them on the road. So shout out to them. 15 million downloads. Uh, I was excited about our 2k, which is now pushing to 3k. Yeah. Uh, So huge, huge win for us too. That's uh, just over 30 days looking at 20,000 downloads or 20,000. I wish 2000 downloads, 2000 downloads. We're getting about 50 to 100 a day which is pretty cool man that's yeah 50 to 100 people that have taken time out of their day to listen to us in their ears very up close and personal
2: Mm, the sultry sounds
3: (laughs) so uh shout out to everybody uh appreciate it share it spread us spread us around like a virus i want Mm. a good virus not like covid but like you know, crabs, maybe, I don't know, spread us around like something fun, Something curable, (laughs) something curable. Yeah. So, so, and, uh, please, please hit that subscribe button. If you're listening to us, if it's your first time listening to us, go ahead and hit subscribe. If you don't like this show, the next one might be better. So subscribe anyway, so you don't miss it. Uh, on Apple. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Check out our casual conversations. Uh, it's going to
2: sound, uh, vaguely similar to this going forward. It just won't be, uh, show specific like JT uh, was about to say. Check us out on our socials at No Shave Man Cave on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram. Uh, Facebook is coming soon, and uh, of course YouTube and right here. Thanks to uh, ACast, the New York City podcast network, and everywhere where you're getting your uh, podcasts. Keep uh, downloading.
3: Keep giving us that five star and. Real quick, you so if you're listening to us on the New York City Podcast Network, go ahead and get on there and, and vote up some of our shows. Uh, we're fairly new to that platform. Uh, mad props to them for hosting us. I pre- appreciate it. Very cool. uh, Have seen a growth in our listeners from New York. But uh, if you're listening, go ahead and give us that vote. Listen to some of our shows. I appreciate it. And uh, like I've said everywhere, uh, these go live on Twitter immediately when I post them now. So go ahead and look in, in the comment section or in the tweet reply with some comments, uh, let us know what we can do to get better. Uh, if you want us to get worse, let us know what we can do to get worse. And we probably <laughs> won't follow that advice, but, uh, you know, and big one, subscribe, 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 please subscribe. So we can uh, continue to grow and, uh, fulfill some of the dreams we had for this, uh, ad- adventure. We are on post-military careers. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: Yeah. To all our veterans, brothers and sisters in arms. Thank you for your service. We all gave some, some gave all. Thank you. Salute to uh, you and your service. Keep doing what you do. Hey, We're signing off. Take care of one another. Take care of yourselves, and we'll see you on the floor.
1: You've been listening to the No Shave Men Cave. If it's pro wrestling, we're talking about it. Unless we see something shiny and wander off into the woods. If you hang around long enough, we'll eventually come back. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Fire off your comments and be sure to leave us a five-star rating. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit us up on Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok at No Shave Man Cave. Y'all be cool. And we'll see you next time on the No Shave Man Cave.